anxiety hacks, proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Listen with therapist and author Kate Hudson-Hall as she chats with professionals who share with us excellent ways to calm your anxious behaviours. For more help to relieve your anxiety, check out her exceptional book, Anxiety Hacks, on Amazon. Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Anxiety Hacks. Now, I'm your host, Kate Hudson-Hall. And today we have an expert guest. Now, her her name is Brooke Braylove. She has 20 years of experience as a licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist and certified sex therapist. Now, Brooke specializes in helping adults, couples and groups dealing with depression and anxiety, trauma and relationship challenges. Her new passion is Accelerated Resolution Therapy, also known as ART. Now, it's a brief treatment modality using eye movements to provide lasting relief to patients with PTSD, trauma, anxiety, phobias, and OCD. So join us today as Brooke shares her expertise and practical insights to conquer anxiety and find healing. So let's dive in and welcome Brooke. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kate. Yes, and it's amazing. We want to hear all about art. So tell us, so um, tell us what um, art is all about. So art is an evidence-based treatment modality that uses rapid eye movement and voluntary image replacement to change the way the brain stores distressing images and sensations. So many people have heard of EMDR, you know, oh, yes, movement. I practice EMDR. Okay, well, there you go. And so it's um, sort of a cousin to EMDR. Um, there are some differences, w- which I can go into a little bit later on. But, um, you know, it's the same idea that we have to attack trauma and um, anxiety, really where it starts, which is in the body and in the brain. And so we find that, you know, talking and talking and talking about anxiety doesn't necessarily make things better. And um, this provides just incredible hope for people who feel really stuck, whether it's anxiety, OCD, phobias, um, and many, many other things um, like trauma. I can actually help with relationship issues, co-parenting, uh, childhood neglect, many, many things. But since we're here to talk about anxiety, I really want to let people know how art can help anxiety. Yeah. And um, so the the way that it can really um, help people with anxiety is that we work to change images that are related. So let's say somebody comes in with a fear of flying, which is uh, several people have I've worked with with that. So they come in, they can't, you know, they haven't gotten on an airplane in years, or they get on airplanes and have panic attacks the entire flight, or whether there's turbulence, that kind of thing. So what we would do is we would take an experience that's happened to them in the past, 
maybe the first time that ever happened or the worst time that ever happened. And we would help them re-experience that temporarily, but not by talking about it, by imagining it in their brain and seeing it like a movie while they do these calming uh, rapid eye movements. And this replicates REM sleep. And I know you, you know all of this. Uh, but it replicates REM sleep, which is where memories are consolidated. And so we're basically doing something that happens overnight, and we're just asking people to do it during the day. So clearly, if they're imagining a time that they had, there was terrible turbulence and they had a panic attack, they're going to get upset in the session, right? Yeah. They might get, you know, their heart rate might increase. They might get sweaty, um, lump in their throats, nauseated, who knows? And so the calming eye movements will begin to decrease those physical sensations. And then through voluntary image replacement and memory reconsolidation and something called positization, we change all of those images into positive images and the way they wish it had happened. So they might imagine themselves, you know, in first class with a glass of champagne and they're so relaxed and, you know, they're having a great conversation with their seatmate and maybe the flight is taking them to, you know, South Africa or a place they've always wanted to go. And then we just store that in the brain. And so what happens is in art, we say, keep the knowledge, lose the pain. So they'll have knowledge that they have a history of you know, um, a fear of flying. They won't forget the facts, but they will no longer have and be triggered by those memories, those uh, sensations, and those images. They, They really disappear. And again, what's so exciting is they disappear in one to five sessions. And actually, uh, actually, phobias are some of the easiest things to, um, sort of work on because they usually have an origin, right? If you're afraid of spiders, there's likely an incident involving a spider that happened to you where it all started. We don't just, we're not just born with that fear. And so we really just attack that problem by uh, changing those images from the first time it developed. And it's super exciting. So, So basically what it's doing, so accelerated resolution therapy is breaking that link between that, that the past um, patterns and memory that you have with that difficult feeling. Yes, yes, that's exactly so right. And that link. So it's very, so other similar types of therapy that I do where um, the similar patterns happened is, so with neuro-linguistic programming, there's different techniques that you can do it in there. And then, of course, EMDR, the eye movement desensitization reprocessing therapy, that's also excellent. Yes. Um, So, but it's the same, it's similar to that, isn't it? So it's breaking that chain. Yeah. And they haven't got that connection anymore. Exactly. And the only thing I would say, there are a couple differences between EMDR and ART. Um, One of them is that while EMDR does reprocessing, Art doesn't stop at reprocessing. We actually do positization. So we, we, we help you feel even more positive than you did at the beginning of the session. Um, also with EMDR, um, it can usually um, 
occasionally be sort of more um it's looser structure with art there's a really clear protocol that we use it follows steps and so it's quite predictable so i'll have somebody um who comes in for a session and by the second session their brain already knows where we where we're headed in the steps and sometimes they'll say oh i just skipped over that part i was ready to move on um and i think that's um can really decrease anxiety too because they really get the hang of it um, and um, again, art is usually only one to five sessions. And what what I really love about art is that it is um, resol- it's called resolution in the title because we do resolve something at the end of every single session, oh. um, which is which is really great because of course sometimes you know in therapy you open up a big can of worms you know five minutes yeah. before the end of session and then you say ooh let's try to hold that or put a pin in it um with this we really have uh, some type of resolution at the end of every session okay um yeah so if somebody came to you that um suffered with um well bad anxiety or you know really intense anxiety or maybe not so intense anxiety so how would you help them with the accelerated resolution therapy yeah, so I, I've I've worked with many many people who have a variety of you know issues related to anxiety. So I'll I'll give you some examples of what I've worked with. So I've worked with performance anxiety. Um, I've worked with fear fear of public speaking. I had a patient who was had had an experience where a presentation at work went really badly. And she was really paralyzed about her next, you know, board meeting. And so, again, we just reprocessed that negative experience. And then we had her see it the way she wants it to be, you know, where, you know, maybe she gets a raise at the end and people are giving a standing ovation. And and actually, we want things that are a little bit over the top um, because the brain wants something so good to hang on to. I always tell people the brain isn't that interested if you give it a new story that's just a little bit better, you know, so it can't be that, you know, it was an okay presentation. She has to hit it out of the park. Imagine that and then store that. Um, So that's worked extremely well. So I'm very encouraged about anything related to performance anxiety. OCD, um, I can work with someone who will just kind of take a typical day living with OCD and all of the, uh, whether it's repetitive, um, you know, behaviors. Um, I've worked with someone with incredibly intrusive, violent thoughts, and it actually led her to need to go back and process a childhood trauma. And by resolving the um, childhood trauma, all of the images left immediately and she never had another image again. So sometimes you don't even know what you actually need to work on. Like you might come in with, I don't want to think about these terrible violent images and art can lead you to where those body sensations began in the first place. And she was utterly shocked that the two things had anything to do with each other. So we resolve the earlier trauma, the image, the negative images go away, completely gone. One 60 minute session gone. And I've spoken to her. I've seen her, uh, you know, three, uh, three months later and she hasn't had a return at all. Amazing. 
Amazing. So what about if somebody contacted you that had generalized anxiety? How would you take that forward? Yeah. So again, that's obviously the most common, right? The most common sort of form of, of anxiety these days is just this kind of feeling. And um, there, there are two ways we can work with it in terms of when was the very first experience of generalized anxiety. And we ask them to go back as really as far as they can remember. And sometimes it's amazing. They'll say, uh, I first felt that when my parents dropped me off at sleepaway camp and that anxiety started with that abandonment. And so again, we'll process the abandonment and the scene that created those body sensations and the generalized anxiety will improve right away because we solved a, not actually a problem, but we processed where those body sensations began. Mm. And that's really the key you know, you could have asked them, where did, when did your generalized anxiety start? And they'll say, I don't know, maybe a year or two when I got a new job. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I wonder if it was earlier. And I wonder if I can help figure out when that time was. And all they do is pay attention to, you know, the lump in their throat or the tightness, you know, in their chest. And you say, you know, well, it's the first time you felt that or you know, what do you know about that? And then often they, they know exactly when it was. It's really, it's, it's so beautiful to watch how you can heal the present in a way by going back to the past and, and, and really kind of, again, as you said, like dismantling that, unhooking them from those patterns. Sorry, but there's part of the part of them that would know that very first time, but it's accessing it there because their unconscious mind knows because I do timeline therapy. So that is just such a powerful therapy to take somebody back to that very first time and work with that experience. It's it's just incredible to be able to work through and let go of those difficult Absolutely. Yeah. Um, experiences and feelings. And um, you know. Um, OCD, we would work sort of similarly, you know, when was the first time you felt these compulsions? Or again, we would just have somebody kind of go through a day in their life of living with OCD and, you know, seeing all of those, those patterns. Um, again, I think panic disorder is a little bit different because there's usually a very first panic attack, you know, but again, it may not be, they may think, well, I remember my first one when I was in high school. But if you ask the unconscious mind through the eye movements, was there an earlier time? Sometimes there is. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely, and consciously, they don't, they, the person may not realize that. But working with the unconscious mind and accessing that, the unconscious mind remembers everything. <laughs> yeah, and you, right, and you know, you've seen it, that the way that the eye movements allow you to go deeper, I mean, sort of in the way that like ketamine might or something, it really gives you access to a part of the brain that in talk therapy, you are not going to access no matter how many times you ask the question. And I love talk therapy. I've been a talk therapist for 20 years, yeah, yeah. but there are limitations, right? And especially and it comes to a point, doesn't it? And particularly with these particular problems and past traumas, can be so difficult. Yes, it's, it's so important to talk about the feelings and work through those feelings of what happened. But sometimes there, it's sort of a, it's an extra helping hand, isn't it, to be able to do, kind of detach from 
that past experience. Yeah. And have the body do it differently. Right. Because, you know, um, we can understand why something develops and still when we're triggered in the moment, there's not much we can do when we, you know, our heart rate goes up and we get sweaty palms. And so that's what we're really trying to work on is those triggers. Um, And, you know, people will say, well, I had the same triggers happen, but what they describe is just not feeling connected to it. Like they could talk about it, um, you know, but they, they can say, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, for someone with PTSD, yeah, I heard those fireworks, which last year on 4th of July would have just sent me, you know, into my bedroom for days under the covers. And this time I heard them, but I didn't feel stirred up or triggered or have any of those, you know, fight, flight, freeze or fawn responses. And I mean, you it's just the most amazing thing I have ever done. I think I literally feel like I'm watching magic in front of my eyes. And it is such an honor and a pleasure to do this kind of work. I just absolutely love it. And uh, just want to, you know, share more about it. Because again, people know a lot about EMDR, but they don't know quite as much about art. And what made you decide to train in it? So I had a traumatic breakup in 2017. And again, just couldn't quite move past it, just felt very stuck and had tried several different methods of therapy and nothing was really working. And someone suggested art, which I had never heard of. And I did two sessions and I was really all better, able to move forward, uh, could talk about the breakup, but did not have any real feelings attached to it at all. And it, you know, got me unstuck. And so I immediately looked into training and, and, and got trained the next year. So I've been doing it since 2018. But I would say over the past year, I have really, really dedicated much more of my time um, to this work. Amazing. Amazing. So, Brooke, how can people, you know, so do you, you obviously work online. So how can people access you? Um, yeah, so I... Yeah, I work in person and online, and I think it's really helpful to know that art is equally effective um, virtually and in person. I prefer in person, but that I prefer in person therapy. That's just how I roll. Um, <laughs> but you can find out more about me and art at my website, brookbraylove.com. Um, Instagram and Facebook is Brooke Bray Love Psychotherapy. TikTok is Be Bray Love Psychotherapy. And I also want to encourage um, therapists to get trained in this. You can go to acceleratedresolutiontherapy.com. It's actually quite um, a, a simple and straightforward training process. And um, people can also go to acceleratedresolutiontherapy.com to look for art practitioners by state. And so if you want to try to see someone in person, you know, you can certainly do a, do a search by state. And um, I just, I think it's so worth checking out if you are stuck in certain ways or if you've tried many things and nothing has quite worked. This is a great, I mean, I'm sort of the end of the line for a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, they're almost hopeless sometimes when they get to me, but um, I've certainly been able to help a lot of people. 
Oh, fascinated. I'm going to go and have a look. I'd love to train him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love this sort of thing because I know that it works. You know, from the other therapies that I practice, I know that these therapies work and they are so powerful. And they're short therapies. It's not like long-term counseling. Um, right. And so it's definitely worth people to, you know, to hook up with you and get the help that they need to be able to work through those difficult past experiences and traumas. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all this valuable information. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Brooke. And thank you to everybody for listening. So that's all for today's episode. Um, And make sure before you go to subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes so you never miss an episode. And, you know, when you get a chance, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That would be fantastic. So thank you so much. And thank you, Brooke. And I look forward to speaking with you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Hacks, the podcast. If you've been affected by anything discussed in this presentation and would like further information, please go to katehudson-hall.com. That's katehudson-hall.com.